Hello and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining me. I encourage you right now to pause the broadcast and grab your Bibles and let's read along together in the Word of God and share in the words from the Word of God today together. Nothing more special to me than that uh, as a, a group study and just where we can just glorify God for who He is and what He's done. And considering that, we are continually focusing on and looking at and considering the cross of Christ. Now, we have been looking at the eternal aspect of the cross of Christ. We cannot uh, consider the eternal aspect of the cross without considering the eternal Godhead, the triune Godhead. Now, you will not find the words Trinity or triune anywhere in the Word of God, but the three persons in one spirit three in one is completely taught throughout the word of god throughout the eternal word of god but it is my purpose of today to establish the eternality of the father the son and of the holy ghost and how we are so blessed to have god as our father and how he loved us and how he purposed in his heart in eternity past, his redemptive plan as he anointed his son, his, his only son, to die at a place called Calvary and fulfill his redemptive plan for mankind that he purposed in his heart through his love, grace, and mercy in eternity past. Now, as we enter in today, I would like to begin by reading there again in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 1 through down, down through verse 5. And I invite you to read with me here. The word of God says in verse 1, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Now listen closely to verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. You know, John, in his gospel, oh, he just establishes in no uncertain terms, not mistaking it at all, as Jesus Christ is, was, and will always be the eternal Son of God. There is no mistaking this. Now, Jesus here in verse 5 of John chapter 17, in his own words, establishes he, his eternality with the Father before the worlds and the universe was created. Not only that, but we have further confirmation if we Read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, Genesis, the book of beginnings. Genesis means beginnings or origin. The word of God tells us in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, if you turn back over to John chapter 1, I want to read verse 1 through 3 and verse 14. And John records here, he says, in the beginning was the word. 
Now, he identifies Christ as the word. That in the Greek means logos, the expression in word or outward showing. Uh, logos uh, in the Greek, it carries this meaning. And what, it, what this means to you and I, the, in the person, in the work, and in the work and ministry and miracles, the, his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, in all his life, from the virgin birth all the way to his ascension to heaven, the divine Godhead, the eternal Godhead is expressed and told out in Christ himself as he is the outshining. He is the outward expression of God as we know that he uh, became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us. And this is what John is telling us here in the beginning was the word. The word was God with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now listen closely. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. That speaks of Christ's incarnation. That speaks of him emptying himself out of his glory only in heaven and taking upon himself his flesh, bone, and blood so he could die and fulfill God's redemptive plan that was purposed in his heart through his love and his grace and mercy for all mankind in eternity past as he anointed his son to be the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And just so we know that this is speaking of Jesus here in John chapter 1, I want to look at verse 29 right quick. John chapter 1, verse 29, the Word of God tells us here. Now, this is speaking of the testimony of John the Baptist. John, John records this in his gospel, and he says, The next day John, again speaking of John the Baptist, seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. But my point is this, as we consider the eternal aspect of the cross of Christ, we must consider the eternal Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. As I said, Trinity and Triune are not in the Word of God, but the, the concept of the eternal Godhead is completely told out in Scripture and emphatically confirmed throughout the Word of God. I want to look at Matthew chapter 3 right quick. This is a, you're talking about an expression of the Triune Godhead. I want to look at Matthew chapter 3 right quick. As I turn over there, turn with me. I want you to look at verse 13 down through verse 17 of Matthew chapter 3. Now, this is an expression of the triune Godhead, what we just talked about, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But then come, cometh Jesus to, from Galilee to, to the Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be done now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Now listen to this in verse 16 and 17. 
and Jesus. Now, he, this is the Son of God, just had been baptized, and he came up out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw, and it's talking about what John the Baptist saw. He said that he saw the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, listen now, this is God the Father speaking of God the Son. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved Son. The Spirit descended from heaven as a dove and lit upon him. Folks, there is no mistaking that Jesus Christ is, was, and will always be the eternal Son of God. And the, the Word of God has proven this to us today as we read there in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then there in John chapter uh, 1 there in verse uh, 3 says, All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made, establishing emphatically the fact that Jesus Christ existed. He had no beginning and certainly has no ending, for he is the eternal Son of God, and he will exist throughout all eternity, from eternity past all the way throughout the ages of eternity to come. And we see this as we go through the Word of God, but it's such a beautiful picture because as we consider the eternal aspect of His cross, we see the power of heaven that is behind His cross, the eternal power of the Godhead, because the Word of God tells us, and as we see here, that before there was any universal created reality, that the Father and the Son were coexistence and co-eternal together in love. As he said right here in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, this is my loved Son, as he said there, beloved, in the Greek is loved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And Jesus said in John chapter 14, 31, he said, I do as the Father commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. And along with the Father, in perfect love and delight, the Spirit of the Father and the Son is a third eternal and uncreated person. No matter what man would like you to believe and try to tell you that Christ was a created being, uh, he, if he was a created being, he couldn't have created all things. No, he was there when creation happened, when all God, when God spoke everything into existence, Jesus was there. It says right there in verse 3 of John chapter 1, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So the eternal aspect uh, has everything to do with the eternal time Godhead. Jesus said in John chapter 14, John chapter 14, and I want to read a few verses here. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit to, from Jesus to his disciples and to you as me as well. He said right here, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot uh, receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. 
I will not leave you comfortless. I will come again, come to you. Folks, that comforter, the another, he says another comforter. Another is not one of a different kind. That's, that means in the Greek there and carries the meaning one of the same kind. He is speaking of the third person of the triune Godhead, God the Holy Spirit. Now, we know at the point of salvation when we receive Christ by faith, repenting of our sins, that the Spirit indwells us. That's, that's proven by Christ's words in John chapter 3, where he said, Verily, verily, I say to you, unless a man is born again, he shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That is speaking of the spiritual birth. And here he is, we've seen, he's promised that, this, that he would send the Spirit. Now, the Spirit is sent by the Father and the Son, according to uh, Romans, Romans chapter 8. I won't have time to read that today, but as we look, I want you to look this up in your own time. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. It, this means that the, it is the, to be the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ is what Paul is talking about there. Before there was any created universe, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they were infinite in love and happiness and fellowship and of the Trinity existing absolutely and forever, never having in, never having come into being. That means there was no beginning and no ending. This our salvation and God's redemptive plan was established in eternity past, and it will last all the way out through all eternity. I want to read you a verse of scripture. Solomon writes. Uh, the son of David, King David, the, the king of, and not Solomon, the king of Israel himself, writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 14, he says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. What a wonderful verse of scripture. And this states, God is telling us in his word that I have purposed this in my heart. I have loved you. I have shown my mercy and grace to you by anointing my son to be the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. As John the Baptist testified, behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And it says right here that whatever God doeth, it is forever. That means it will never end. That means the cross of Christ, which stands at the center of all eternity, the salvation and the redemption that comes through his cross is eternal because it's based on and through the eternal triune Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Paul writes of the sealing of the Holy Spirit at the point of salvation in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom ye, ye have trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Whatever God does, it is forever. As we move forward from the eternal aspect of the cross of Christ and move into the reason for and the purpose of the cross, as we see sin entering into the human race there as Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. We must look at something else before we go there. And in the next two broadcasts, I will be broadcasting from two messages from last year as the Lord has led me to do so. And one is titled, Where Sin Entered Into the Universe. And that's from October the 21st of 2022, uh, episode 
10 of season 5, and then Satan's fall. Uh, entered, sin entered, born in pride and born in the heart. That is from November 10th of 2022, and that is episode 3 of season 6. Those will be broadcast the next two messages, so you not get confused where we're going, but this will establish that sin, something else happened in eternity past, and that was sin entered into the universe through none other than Satan himself, as he he exalt, wanted to exalt his will, the created being wanted to exalt his will above the creator. Does that sound familiar? That's how our sin comes about, with pride and it's born in our heart. But we will see sin as it enters in by Satan into the universe there in eternity past. When we don't know, the Word of God does not tell us that. But we do know that it does, and that's what these messages will establish. And then as we go forward from there, we will enter into the Garden of Eden, the creation of man, the the rebellion and the disobedience of Adam and Eve there in the garden and as sin entered into the human race and death by sin. I, I thank you so much for joining me today, and I look so forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.